Welcome to Gotta Share, a podcast intended to educate, inspire, and pass along ideas you just gotta share. Here is educator and registered occupational therapist, Alma Marroquin. Hi, and welcome. This is Alma with Gotta Share Podcast. Today, I am going to be talking about wellness and physical fitness in school-based practice. There is a lot to learn and think about what we can do as health practitioners to influence the health and well-being of our students, as well as influencing others in the school district we practice in. I have some helpful information backed by statistics I have found while researching on this topic for my doctorate. So let's dig into it. You know, the coronavirus is not the only pandemic affecting students' health and well-being in the United States. Since 1999, 29% of children ages 2 through 19 were overweight. And by 2016, that number had increased to 35%, according to ePrice in a study that was published in 2018. This weight pandemic has increased globally from 32 to 41 million children. Efforts to improve children's health include former President and First Lady Obama's health policies and initiatives, such as the Let's Move campaign. Unfortunately, the entire country did not get on board and not all kids have access to healthy food and physical activity. Health practitioners, such as occupational therapists, are positioned to facilitate health and wellness programs when in school-based practice. Let's take a look at a few of the negative factors contributing to the health and wellness of children. They include poor diet and a decrease in physical fitness that are caused by habits, such as an increase in computer time, which are hitting average time highs. According to a 2010 article by Lawrence in the journal Health and Social Work, it speaks about evidence that shows a strong relationship with time spent sedentary in front of the computer screen and severe obesity among school-aged children. To back that up, in another study published in 2019 by Fenital, show a strong correlation of time spent gaming and obesity. Here are some of the statistics. 20% of children are playing two to four hours a day are obese. The number jumps to 48% for those playing four to six hours a day, and then it jumps again to 56% for those playing more than six hours a day. According to the same study, youth who are spending more than four hours a day gaming were almost two times more likely to have class three severe obesity than those who gamed less than four hours a day. Add bad dieting habits to this and voila, you can see why obesity rates have risen, partly due to physical inactivity. Although research focuses mainly on school-aged children in general, children with special needs, including autism, genetic disorders, Down syndrome, and Prader-Willi syndrome, have higher obesity rates since physical activity is more difficult, according to another study that we published in 2009 by Holcomb in Psychology in Schools. A multidisciplinary effort is necessary for addressing this health initiative, according to the Office of Disease Prevention and Health Promotion. I found an article in Children's Health where one doctor in San Antonio, Texas, is proactive in educating his patients and families in his practice. Dr. Flores explains how healthier ingredients can be used in cooking 
especially the foods that are made in Hispanic households. <laughs> for example, for tortillas, instead of fat, healthier oils can be used, and instead of flour, whole grain wheat can be used. Likewise, as school-based practitioners, a proactive approach is necessary in educating students and families regarding lifestyle health risks such as diabetes. As school-based practitioners, collaborating with school nurses and physical education teachers is vital to influence our school-aged children. A curriculum designed to teach healthier choices of foods and monitoring weight blood pressure, and physical activity can prevent long-term health risks such as diabetes. Since the passing of the Healthy Hunger-Free Kids Act of 2010, programs such as Let's Move Outside and Fuel Up to Play 60 promote health and well-being among students all across America. These programs provide healthy sack lunches for students whose schools participate in this wellness program. Although more than 73,000 schools, grades K through 12, have enrolled in this wellness program, which is three-fourths of all schools in the U.S., still many school districts are not participating. Occupational therapists and health practitioners in school-based practice can collaborate with teachers and nurses by implementing the toolkit from the Let's Move Outside program. This program engages educators, parents, and students in improving the school's quality nutrition program and emphasizes the importance of a healthy, active lifestyle. Toolkits from the Let's Move Outside illustrate how a school-based curriculum can provide the following. It can create a school health advisory council, join Healthier U.S. Schools Challenge, make your, make your school a healthy work site, incorporate nutrition, education, and physical education into the curriculum, and maybe even plant a school garden, among others. In a study published in Healthy Affairs in 2020, Kenny Atal tests the impact of the Healthy Hunger-Free Kids Act of 2010 and obesity. The act strengthened nutrition standards affecting 50 million children at 99,000 schools starting in 2010. The test was run based on an existing study that ran over a 15-year period from 2003 to 2018 and was based on 173,013 children ages 2 to 19 that were part of the National Survey of Children's Health Study. The test showed no conclusive evidence in regard to the impact of the program and obesity of these children in the study. However, it did uncover that obesity among children in poverty declined substantially since the act was implemented. This translated to a 47% reduction in obesity among impoverished children had the act not been implemented. The Individuals with Disabilities Education Act states that special education, including physical education, must meet the needs of all children with disabilities. However, meeting the needs of children with special needs can be challenging for physical educators. And this is where OTs can work with PE coaches. OTs are, after all, on the front lines in school-based practice to help facilitate proper fitness game-based programs for students who require more visual and auditory cues. 
OTs can facilitate physical fitness computer-based programs, such as computer-based fitness schedule. This program allows for digital images, music, and sound tones to be embedded into a Microsoft PowerPoint that can be timed and programmed accordingly as a child moves through the physical activity session. The student is then reinforced at the end with an applause and other sounds to encourage their progress. The program can be set up to provide a preferred activity or interest at the end of the session. Computer-based fitness schedule is an example of one of the many programs out there shown to support children with autism, other issues, and students in general who require reinforced visual and auditory cues in a physical education environment. The Texas Association of School Boards this year stated a wellness plan needs to be implemented that best meets the law's requirements on student health and wellness. OTs can promote and help facilitate the wellness plan or program. For example, Texas border school districts are teaming up with healthcare leaders, educators, and parents in creating successful wellness plans for students. OTs play a significant role as previously stated. However, the biggest challenge is modifying cultural routines and habits according to the American Academy of Family Physicians. A long-term, culturally appropriate wellness program should be considered when creating a wellness plan. Finally, a multidisciplinary effort is necessary to create a wellness program for all students with and without special needs alongside their peers. This way, we ensure that all children, those with special needs and the general student population have access to the same health and wellness programs for a happier and healthier life. So what do you think? How can you contribute to the health and physical fitness of the children you serve in school-based practice? I would love to hear from you. You can email me at goddesssharepodcast at gmail.com. That's all I have for today. I'll see you again soon for another installment of Goddess Share Podcast. I'm Alma. See you soon. You just listened to Gotta Share with educator and registered occupational therapist Alma Marroquin. Gotta Share is a podcast intended to educate, inspire, and pass on ideas you just gotta share. We'll see you next time.